mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. My name is Brooke Brigham, and I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So in this episode, we're just doing um, a mishmash of sister wives gossip. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Very exciting. So some of this gossip is truly gossip. So, <laughs> some of it is from, you know, from the source. Uh-huh. It's a mishmash of stuff. Yeah. Um, that, so should we say allegedly a lot? Allegedly? Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll preface that. These but, are opinions. Yeah, I just have a bunch of notes here. I'm sorry if this is a little disjointed, but you know, I, throughout my life, I get these little tidbits <laughs> of sister wives info when I'm on social media and I just jot them down. I've just been saving them up. So anyway, after the end of uh, this season's um, season 17 of Sister Wives and the popularity that the show Mm -hmm. has gained. Uh, A lot of the brown kids are now getting in on the action. Yeah. As they they should since they've never been paid. Yeah. And they're adults and they have the right to talk about their lives. And we talked uh, last week about the Payton interview. Uh So he was the first one to kind of kick it off. Um, and then since then, we've heard from um, some other people. So McKelty mm-hmm. and Tony, her husband, they have a Patreon mm-hmm. where they, uh, I mean, I, I had the only clips of it that I've seen have been clips that have been put on uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen the full Patreon episodes or anything, but a lot of people are cutting out the um interesting bits and putting them on tiktok Mm -hmm. so what have we learned so far okay so let's see so a lot of this is focused on mary Mm -hmm. um mary is the focus of a a lot of this stuff but anyway mckelty kind of gave like a statement about mary um because payton you know brought this up that she was abusive Mm -hmm. to the children and mckelty said that um 
Mary was never physically abusive towards her, but she was emotionally and verbally abusive. Mm. And she said that she felt, and a lot of her siblings felt, that she got the brunt of it. Oh, interesting. And she said that Mary will never be part of her or her kids' lives. Ooh, really? That's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So um, what was one thing she said? Oh, and then she interviewed Isabel on... Yeah, I heard about this. Isabel came on the show, yeah. And Tony was asking Isabel a lot of questions and... um, one of them was, you know, something about how uh, would you ever consider doing plural marriage? And she was like, absolutely not. And she said, look at how hard mom had to work to be financially independent to leave dad. Mm. Um, you know, because obviously she had no right to spousal support. Um, I don't know what the child support situation yeah. is. Um you know, she only has one minor child left. But yeah, she would have left with a bunch of. Yeah, minor she couldn't children. have left 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was. Yeah, that, that really is. And, you know, when a lot of times that, you know, the, like when Cody or other polygamists talk about how, you know, they're not hurting anybody and they just want to be able to have their religious freedom and do what they want to do. And it's like, no, you are. When women and children are not protected mm-hmm. by the law, mm-hmm. you know, we can't all depend on you just doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and su- yeah. And supporting well, and, your family. And when they talk about like breaking, fa- you know, the cops coming in and breaking families up and, you know, fathers going, to- it's always about fathers going to jail, but it's a little bit of like, yeah. And what about the women and children about, you know, you all had the best case scenario for your plural family, which is to get on the show um and have all these outlets to be able to make money but you're absolutely right without the show there's no way christine could have left i mean christine probably would have had to wait for truly to be an adult and then maybe move in with one of her kids or something yeah you're right there is no spousal support but she can i mean but it is his kid so i think that you can get child support she could Mm -hmm. but it it would probably be very difficult you know especially if she's Move to another state. Um, and again, we, we talked about this before. We don't know if Cody is on Truly's birth certificate. Mm. She would have to, if he's not, she yeah, would have to yeah. first establish parental rights. I mean, she'd have to jump through a lot of hoops. She'd probably have to hire a lawyer, cost her money. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, yeah, she can do it. But it's like getting child support is not that easy. It's mm-hmm. not automatic. <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's, yeah. you have to go through a lot so um yeah and then also too the men a lot of times you know they have the women who are not legally married to them apply for benefits mm-hmm. and uh anyway there's a lot of financial abuse yeah that goes along with this and um, and that's the thing is so I, I'm, I'm wondering though is is that the issue of the keeping these laws on the books right where people someone can't enter into plural marriage is it it's i get the sense that the reason why we're you know the reason why polygamy is um not legal is it's not religious persecution the way cody talks about it it sounds like a lot of it is well it violates a lot of laws it violates i mean I don't know whether you believe people should be able to be married to multiple people at the same time. Let's put that aside. But it sounds like it um, 
it violates a lot of laws and and doesn't protect any any of these kids. Right, because here's the I thing. I don't know if I'm formulating my thought correctly, but do no, you understand I what I'm saying? I understand yeah. what you're saying okay. because the state's responsibility is to protect its citizens. Yes. Now, you know, there's a separation between church and state, but all that means is that the state can't stop you from practicing your religion. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that if your religion says you should be allowed to go around and kill small animals, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever the crazy stuff that that uh, oh well we'll just ignore you're not you're exempt from that yeah. law that prohibits that. So you can't just say, well, my my religion says I have to have multiple wives, and I can't afford to take care of them. Also, some of them are going to have to apply for welfare. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't. It's like, well, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. when you so that whole religious freedom thing doesn't really work all. Religious freedom means is that the government cannot impose a religion on you mm-hmm. and say you have to practice this type of religion. Yeah, you're free to practice whatever religion you want to as long as it doesn't break any laws or hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really yeah. fly. Okay. So anyway, um, so McKelty says that um, what she said when the older kids were young, they were living in Wyoming and they were living on Cody's dad's ranch. And um, she said that they were dirt poor. Mm. They were lucky if, you know, they got to eat hot dogs. That was a luxury. Wow. Was to have a hot dog. She said that mostly they ate old bread from what? a bakery that was on the ranch. Now I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk more about the bakery in a second. <laughs> What's this bakery? The bakery. Okay. Yeah, the bakery. Okay, basically, Cody's dad, when had a bakery on the ranch. And when I say bakery, I'm not talking about some cute little... Like, ooh, scones. Yeah, croissants. And, <laughs> let's, let's go hang out here for a few hours yeah. and drink some coffee and have some scones. No, it was a commercial bakery, uh, industrial-sized bakery, mm-hmm. you know, with those huge yeah. mixers and equipment and stuff. And they made bread... For the tourists, they sold it to Yosemite. Um, oh, for, so oh, in the tourist okay. season, when the the, the the Yosemite would buy bread from the bakery when the tourists came and you know use it in the restaurants and mm-hmm. stuff. So they had this contract with Yosemite. So I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But anyway, okay. the kids were basically eating you know bread all day. A, 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 yeah, day old bread or whatever. Um. And I think this is interesting because remember when Cody said that the only thing he feared was poverty? Yeah. Because I think he grew up, how I know, he he grew up in In poverty. poverty. And uh, so did his kids for a while. So she said that Cody was a better dad when he had fewer kids. Mm. Oh, no, no, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) The same thing I've been saying this whole time. Big revelation. Um, She said that the older kids um relationship with him is very different than the younger ones because he basically didn't have time to spend with the younger ones yeah yeah i mean this is we see this across the board his relationship with logan and hunter and um mckelty and i'm forgetting her name who's the second oldest aspen well there's aspen and who's the second oldest of janelle's kids logan Maddie. Maddie, thank you. I knew knew it wasn't Maggie, but Maddie, yeah. Right? Though they all have somewhat of a relationship. 
yeah with him with the, but and, yeah like it, it's pretty much like from payton on down it feels like yeah all pa- of those kids payton, gabe and garrison not with robin's kids though he has a great relationship oh, yeah. <laughs> he's proud of that yeah okay sorry okay Keep interrupting so now no that's okay um so now I have something written here that I'm not sure where this came from, but I have in my notes, Tony and McKelty confirm on Patreon. Okay, well, allegedly, um, a, a lot of this gossip that's been going around has to do with Mary having an actual affair, actual physical affair mm. um, before the catfish, before the show started, uh, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. And that um, Leon uh, found texts and emails between Mary and two other people. Mm. Um, and there was like this physical, uh, yeah, physical affair, went to therapy. And um, who went to therapy? Uh, Mary, uh, Mary and Cody, and, Cody and, okay. the, and the family. And I think so this is kind of right before they're going to get this show. And I think that I'm sure that factored into it that they didn't. <laughs> I mean, Cody couldn't have this divorce or like break up with Mary and then get this show. Yeah, it's true. That you is know? true. That if was... he was already thinking about the show or thinking that it was going to yeah. happen. Um, Interesting. And so, yeah, that catfish thing. And then, but there's some speculation that the, that catfish. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, it, it was a big problem you know the catfish obviously yeah. was oh problem. yeah because like this is happening again leon was really really upset and again i think she found out she told her mother you know this is you're being catfished mm-hmm. and, and again i think she they had ev- sorry they had evidence of this mm. i don't know why mary's so careless with her text yeah and mary's not good at cheating she really needs no. to work on this she leaves a trail <laughs> she does leave a trail Mary, you got to get wiser about this. Yeah. Well, you don't have to anymore. You and Cody are over, so. And allegedly, uh, Leon was upset that she, that they were forced to lie about it Mm. because they knew that it was a real emotional affair because she overheard phone sex. Mm. This is, Mary, this is why if you didn't have a quiet home. (laughs) Yes, your house is too quiet, Mary. Too quiet. Poor Leon. I know. That's really... So, again, we've been talking about Leon. Like, it really does bring some things into... I mean, maybe it is possible that Leon isn't talking to their mother. Yeah. Maybe Leon's been holding on to a lot of stuff that they don't want to hold on to anymore. Yeah. And so... That's a lot, I feel, for Leon. Yeah. So, and I think that also 2008, wasn't that around the time when... Um, Peyton said that the there was the violence with some of the kids, or was that earlier? I can't. Oh, I feel like it was earlier. The sense that I got from that interview was that he, um, that they all that that it was always bad. Like it was always Mary was always the one okay. that was really strict and didn't want anyone, you know, climbing over her furniture and all of that. So I I don't know. I think I think Mary has always been this way. Personally, I think Mary's a pretty selfish person. And you can see that in a lot of ways on the show. And 
I think that she wants what she wants when she wants it. And I think that she, and I think that that's when she, you know, saw Robin and was like, Ooh, let's do that. You know, let's bring her in. And I think, you know, I think she's gotten bored in the marriage many, many times. Very impulsive. Yeah. And I think McKelty said this, that basically the show started under false pretenses oh because all of this was going on oh and then and right then bringing around in the time of the show yeah because what we saw in the first season was that infamous when they went to lakai mm-hmm. and they had that 20th anniversary dinner she asks him about like brother husbands and you know he has that infamous thing of like the vulgarity yeah. of you with another man so that's why I got the sense that that was it. So if that was what was happening, yeah, then that takes on a new meaning. Yeah. So because she's saying, well, if you can be with other women, why can't I be with other and so men? I, maybe that's what she got that thing, that thought in her head. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Because if, if that's how she was feeling, then that shows that polygamy doesn't work. Yeah, because polygamy is a problem. Because that conversation at that dinner was very strange. It was. I never understood it until, yeah. until now, maybe coming to light because it was not celebratory mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it was a very in- it was this very intense serious conversation and yeah i think that they probably almost broke up over this wow but decided not to okay well yeah uh, yeah for the show so going back to um okay so going back to the bakery and the um the property in wyoming okay so um, Cody has a nephew whose name is Benjamin Brown, and he is currently a stand-up comic. And he, I believe, he's one of Cody's brother, you know, uh, his full sibling with his mom and dad, one of his brother's sons. Okay. It's his nephew. Not the one who was killed, but um, yeah. the other one. And I think his father is Scott. So anyway, Ben, um, he grew up on this. He called it a compound oh. in Wyoming. So he was talking about how, you know, part of what polygamists believe is they believe in this end time yes, where yes. everyone's going to sort of gather and, um, you know, Jesus is going to come and whatever. And so a lot of polygamists were obsessed with having these large um, expanses of property so that mm-hmm. everyone could come there and at the end times they could all converge there and all be go up to heaven together mm-hmm. so when uh cody's father was he had this ranch and he was kind of obsessed with acquiring more and more property parcels around it and whatnot but um you know it was the ranch wasn't really making any money you know i think they did some cattle ran some cattle on the ranch but they they needed income and so there were a lot of different people living on this compound and cody and uh you know at a time i don't think i don't know if janelle ever well janelle she was living in town she was living in town but christine and mary were living there and i think janelle probably because her mom was there too so i mean right so they lived there for a period his brother Scott lived there, obviously. So I think there were several family members living there. So they decided to make this uh, industrial bakery. And basically, um, Ben called it uh, labor trafficking. Oh. Because they used all of the children. He said that 
at any one time, there were like 20 to 30 people living on this compound and like roughly half of them were children. They used the children to work in the bakery. What? Yeah. Oh. So he was forced to start working in the bakery at age eight. He never went to school. He was homeschooled. Oh, gosh. Um, But I don't know when he went to school. Um, He said he rarely left the property. He said he worked six days a week during the summer when they would tourist season Mm -hmm. at Yellowstone. He said he worked every day of every summer from the time he was 11 to 18. Oh, my gosh. He rarely left the property except to go deliver this bread. So this was his schedule. He worked six days a week. So Monday, he'd have to get up at three in the morning, (sighs) start baking and uh, work until 10 p.m. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Tuesday, they had to get up at 2 a.m. Granted, he just got off work at 10 p.m. Yeah. I think he's maybe 11 by this time that he he started doing this schedule. You can't even get REM sleep. No. I'm livid. He... So they would drive to Yellowstone on Tuesdays. They'd leave at 2 a.m. They'd get back at midnight. And he said that he had to drive He's in <gasps> with his dad in the van sometimes because they were both sleep deprived and tired. Yeah. And the dad would say, I'm too tired. You got to take over. And oh he would gosh. have to drive this van to Yellowstone. Okay. The next day they got to uh, sleep until 6 a.m. Ooh, luxury. Um, and then I went, this is on Wednesday. They would make granola. And he'd work until five. And he said that they ate granola dust for breakfast <gasps> every day. Oh, my the gosh. The kids who were, worked there. Okay. Thursday, get up at 2 or 3 a.m., work till 10 p.m. The next day was another Yellowstone run. Get up at 2 a.m., get back at midnight. Uh, Saturday, 2 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then Sunday was church. And then did he finally get to rest? I mean, how how could his brain yeah. was developing at That's that what time. he said. He like, said he did he was sleep deprived, food deprived. He's a boy. Oh my this breaks my heart. Yeah. And I don't know how many other kids were working there. I don't know if Cody ever had to work there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this guy's younger than Cody. So maybe when Cody was this age, they probably didn't have the bakery. Um But that is awful. Yeah. Oh, and then okay, so when he was 18. He, um, okay, so the family was kind of obsessed with, so this is the time around, you know, the Warren Jeffs and the LDS stuff. And so they started feeling like they needed lawyers Mm -hmm. in their family to like help them, protect them, do legal work and stuff. So they would take the kids on the compound who seemed kind of smart, who could read or whatever, and they'd send them to college so they could become lawyers Mm -hmm. and then work for the for the compound so he got to go off to college oh good he was smart enough to do that yeah Yeah. and uh, i think one of his sisters did too and so when he got to college you know got a taste of the real world yeah he eventually um just left he never came never went back i don't i think i would do the same thing i'd be like peace out people like I would want the college education, but like if I could go yeah. get a job and live a life and not have to be sleep deprived, yeah, I think I'd run and do it too. And one of the things he talked about was how, yeah, the sleep deprivation. He Ugh, said he's now so awful. He's now like thirty ish, maybe like early thirties, 
And he said that it's something that he's still Ugh. getting over, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, because he was so sleep deprived and he was probably delayed in a lot yeah, of ways. And, yeah. Yeah. And that he's really had to um, go through a lot to try to regain his health. Well, you know, that's what like Katie Couric and all those people say. You, they never got used to waking up at 3 a.m. Yeah. That even even, you know, even now it still affects them. So. I just that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. The fact that he's a comedian is a little bit like, what have you got to laugh about? Yeah. But yeah, you know, that well, is heartbreaking. He's really big on TikTok. I think he goes by what does he call himself? Is he I think he calls himself Fresh King Ben Brown or Benjamin Brown. Okay. Something like well, that. Give him a shout out, everybody. Yeah, Go support. Check him out. Support this kid. He's worked his butt off. Yeah. So this is Cody's family. Okay, Okay. let's just put this into context. This is all orchestrated by Cody's father. Mm -hmm. And this is what was going on out there. I mean, this is just hideous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely hideous. Well, what's interesting is you hear on the show about how like Logan and Hunter and all those guys will go to Wyoming for the summer and they're happy to do it. So I wonder what they were making them do. but, But they were thrilled to come back. Like they were happy. You know, they seem to really be into it. <clears throat> into so, the ranch? Yeah. Like going to the ranch, going to the ranch for the summer, because I guess the older boys have always gone yeah. to the ranch. So I assume they were doing, I thought they were having like kind of ranch camp kind of yeah. thing. Of like, let me drive the tractor and let me do this and let me do that. And then I go F around and <laughs> do yeah. this. I didn't realize that it was hard labor. Well, for them, it was a break from caretaking their younger siblings. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so... um yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, because there was an episode where Cody was talking about how he, I don't think his father worked him like this on the ranch, but he did have to do a lot of work on the ranch. And he said that um, he remembers that he was always cold mm. all the time. Just yeah. he, he remembered always being cold and he would have to get up and he would have to go out in the freezing cold and the snow and run the cattle. So his dad did work him. Yeah. Not to this extent. Cody actually went to school. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about a time where, um, you know, he was into wrestling and he um, he thought that his parents were going to buy him. You know, he had earned his letter in wrestling and he thought he was going to get like one of those jackets, you mm-hmm. know, the letterman's jackets or whatever. And there was some place in the town near there that sold them. And he said that one day a box showed up from that place and he was sure that that was his mm-hmm. jacket. And he opened it up and it was like overalls. Oh, gosh. For him to do work in. Oh. And and so there was a there's this psychologist guy. I wish I had his name. But anyway, he makes YouTube videos and he analyzes <laughs> sister <laughs> sister wives. He's this real serious guy. Yeah. But um, he you know, in talking about that particular story, he said he was talking about the narcissistic narcissistic wound. Mm. He said at some point or a series of points, the narcissist is shamed, dismissed or made to feel less than this prevents them from really feeling good about themselves. Often when they feel like the star, they think they are Wait, often when they feel like the star, they think they are comes from a coach, a teacher or a critical parent. The narcissist needs constant adulation to feel adequate so i think what he was trying to say was that yeah this 
this critical parent, this sort of like somebody just squashing his mm-hmm. dreams or his identity or what he wants to do was like his narcissistic wound. Yeah. Well, that's it. And again, I'm not an expert on narcissists. There are people out there like probably that, that are, you know, they write books about this constantly and this is all they do. But <clears throat> there is a bit of this debate of, you know, is are you born, you know, what's, what's uh nature versus mm-hmm. nurture? Are mm-hmm. you born a narcissist or does the world make you a narcissist? And it is really interesting just hearing these things that you talking about his childhood and, and how I can, I can really feel for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, I mean, was, and, and he, and Cody has said this, like, maybe it's my ego, maybe, you know, maybe plural marriage is about having a big ego and, it's interesting because he didn't grow up this way. So he went off on this mission. Mm-hmm. And then from the mission, he had a calling. And I really, I just, it irritates me to know when, when they talk about like, God spoke to me. It's like, no, you made a goddamn decision. Mm-hmm. You, th- you thought about it for a while and you made a decision. So that he came back and chose this. And so I, I, I don't know, just makes it very interesting. Well, you know, I, maybe the narcissism wasn't there and maybe once he was out on this mission, he was like, oh, this is a really good feeling, helping people and being wanted and being seen, you know, oh, plural marriage, maybe we'll give yeah, you that. Well, and then, then this, the, and, sorry, and then to seek, and to very clearly seek fame. Yeah. After that, so. Well, remember when he went back to his town and had kind of a, like a reunion with some of his high school best friend mm-hmm. and the, I don't know if you've gotten to oh, this. Oh God, yeah, I have. That guy was such a jerk. Yeah, he wasn't very nice, to, but I think that, you know, everybody said that Cody was a real showboat. You mm. know, he loved attention and they all thought he was gay. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> More than one person. Oh, which I like think five is very, people. Which is, re- which is very interesting. Yeah. Right. And so I think that Cody just really liked attention and he was like, well, how can I get attention? I mean, being a polygamist is a way to get attention. Yeah, it is. You people know, and, will and, always be interested in and you. And he was, he was, you know he was attractive. He was outgoing. So he had a lot of women, mm-hmm. young women interested in him, you know, I'm sure. And he, it was like something that made him different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you can see how, yeah, he's, he's proud to be a polygamist, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, he chose it. So anyway, very, um, that's interesting, very troubling, but, um, I think that's all I have about um, McKelty. But okay, so then there's this account on TikTok that's called Toxicity. Toxicity. Yeah, T-E-A. And um, it's an anonymous account. And um, a lot of controversy about this. (laughs) Because some people just think that it is fake as hell. And anyone who believes any of this um is stupid um but a lot of people think that these are uh some of the brown children the older mm-hmm. children um or any of them really and, and i tried to tune in and i i think i got frustrated because i mean obviously they use this certain special voice like mm-hmm. a kidnapper voice they're or whatever they're disguising their voices they're disguising yeah. their voices but which is fine but every um every tiktok i clicked on didn't tell me anything. It didn't tell me anything new or different or... 
they weren't spilling any tea. I didn't get any tea. Well, and then I just gave up. It's really evolved over the past several weeks that I've been following it. At first, yeah, it would it would come on and it would kind of wouldn't tell you anything. And but then I read somewhere else that what you have to do is you have to go into the comments. Oh, okay. And so like the post itself would would it would drop some kind of little hint or a little bit of information. And so then people would go into the comments and they would say, oh, are you talking about this? And then the account holder would comment and say oh, like, okay. yes or no, or give more clues. Mm-hmm. So it's so kind of like a game. Yeah. Then they stopped doing that. Then they started doing more, uh, really directly talking about Mary without naming Mary. Mm-hmm. And they, for a while they were using these fake names. Like they were calling Mary Marilyn and like Cody was some other name started with a K, you know, they were, yeah, but you knew who they were yeah. talking about. And they were talking all about this affair, this affair that happened, the physical uh-huh. affair uh-huh. and the abuse and, you know, saying all kinds of things. Um, yeah. Say, so do you, what do you got? Like the I best of a, it? I got a few stuff. So the, saying that Mary was not catfished. Now this is all, alleged this is from toxicity (laughs) this is not my opinion i'm just reporting what they said mary was not catfished it was the only way to handle the situation without losing the show and all of the money from the show so that would mean that she had an affair before the show and after the show but and then but after the show the affair was with this woman allegedly I mean, that's what she claimed. She claimed that this woman, Jackie Overton, um, pretended to be pretended what, to Sam? be this Sam. Um, can't remember his last name. And, but then this person calling themselves Sam wrote that graphic book yeah, that was yeah. on uh, Ace and Caitlin's uh, that they read on their show. I don't know, uh, but there's. Uh, Something was going on yeah. with Mary. Interesting. And, and there was a cover-up. Okay. Okay. Another thing they said was in 2020, allegedly there was a physical altercation between Cody and an adult child. The mother intervened to stop it. The adult child cut off contact with Cody. Is this Garrison? I don't know. The mother began preparing to leave changed her living situation so that it would no longer accommodate the father. So that would be Janelle. Yeah, I think I think this is Garrison. So do you think that what happened was that, the, and this is the thing that they keep feeling like... Garrison has to apologize. Yeah, or? Garrison has to apologize. So that Garrison and... Because um, it was Garrison and Gabe that were going out and doing stuff, and this is what upset Cody. Right. Right. Because these boys were just trying to live their lives and they weren't following the protocol. Um, And so they got into this physical fight. And then Janelle was like, "Okay, my lease is up. I'm going to make it so that Cody Mm -hmm. does not live with me or stay with me, whatever. Sorry, Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. You know, come with me. And is this why she got the RV? Because I've never quite understood why she got that RV. I thought for a while I was thinking like, the way she described it it was about pushing everybody's hand Mm -hmm. like pushing everybody to 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 make a decision about and get going on coyote pass 
but she's the smartest one of the group and she's yeah. the money person. She so knew she knew that wasn't possible. She, 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 yeah, because you know how much money's in the bank account and that you can't pay off the land. So this makes a lot more sense for yeah. Janelle to do this. Because then they were out there for a while and then they move into that really teeny tiny apartment. So I wonder if she was like, okay, Savannah, now we're going to move into an apartment to the winter and then we're moving (laughs) back into town. Yeah. And then we just, you know, and then we're going to move into town. We're going to get a really crappy two bedroom apartment. So dad never comes. Right. He won't want to come. That's true. She really made it so Yeah, She knew he would never come and spend the night. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I, and that's what I do wonder. I mean, obviously Christine had a lot of therapy and help and all of that, getting her untangled from this and her leaving. But I wonder if she and Janelle were like, obviously she and Janelle the whole time were sort of in cahoots, like talking, 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 like Janelle, you do this. Right. Christine, you do this. They made a plan. They played the long game. Yeah, they did. They did play the long game. So, okay. So yeah, they kept revealing a lot of stuff about Mary um, and little tidbits here and there. And then they got a cease and desist letter. Oh, okay. Which they don't say from whom. Cody. <laughs> I think it's either Cody or Mary, obviously. Um, and they showed it kind of redacted, you know, on, on the, uh, on, on TikTok. And a lot of, and then, but then, so they said, well, you know, we we have to, you know, we're consulting with lawyers and right now we can't post anymore. Mm. And this, and that. Well, that lasted like a day or two. <laughs> and then they came back and said, well, we've been told that, you know, this cease and desist letter is really nothing to worry about. And, you know, it's just a, mm-hmm. just a threat. And also truth is an absolute defense. Yes, it is. To a defamation. Um, so they started posting again, but now they've changed their style so now they say, we're just going to post things that are public information that's already out there and mm-hmm. you can infer from it what you want to. Okay. And so since then, they've posted several clips about Mary. Mm. Okay. Now, one of them is, um, it's a clip of, there's a picture of Mary and then there's a clip of, uh, uh, audio clip of one of the voice messages that she left for Sam. Okay. Have you ever heard any of those? No. Okay. No. So whoever Mary was leaving messages for, <laughs> whoever she was in this relationship with, I think she calls him Sam on the messages. She left a ton of explicit messages. Really? Yeah. And where can I, I want to hear these. Where can uh, I hear well, these? Just Google it. Oh, I mean, okay. they're, they're on, they're on the internet. So so they they put up a audio clip of her um saying to him oh i love you so much i want to have your baby and then um after that they <clears throat> had a clip of her telling cody that you know she doesn't want to have any more kids <laughs> and she's not going to do the in vitro thing and then they put up a clip of i don't know if you ever saw this um, this the, the person who she was talking to also had pictures that she had sent to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, a, were like a really sexy guy. No, no. The picture. Mary. Sent oh, Mary sent herself. Oh, oh, oh. To, I don't know. This Jackie Overton or whoever. Yeah. One of them is like her with a banana in her mouth. Oh, my gosh. So they're putting up these kind of pictures, yeah. you know, basically trolling Mary. Yeah. 
And so that's that's their new style. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know who this is. I mean, we could all just be being catfished. At yes, this point. maybe we're all being catfished. And it's, but it's all but it's it's entertaining. Yes, it is. Really- God, I got to start. I'm going to, you know, because I, I paused rewatching the show for a while because I was watching other things, but I I'll, I'll get back into it. But I am on season nine. I'm on the season of the infamous catfish. Okay. So the entire season I've been watching Mary like very like closely like what's going on with you mary why are you leaving the room like what's happening well that's the thing i mean we don't know if any of this is true but a lot of the stuff they say really does make sense when you go back and you compare it to clips from the show and and you're like well yeah that makes sense so i don't know Hmm. again this is all allegedly except for the stuff that comes you know straight from um you know mckelty or so gwen so she has a youtube um but not a Patreon. I thought she had a Patreon. I think she's too. a Patreon also. But she has a YouTube. She has a YouTube where she reacts and comments to the different episodes. Mm-hmm. So she started at like the beginning of season 17. And she's clearly never watched these things before because she's always like, oh, huh. Yeah, like she's surprised, <laughs> you know? And um, let's see. I wrote down some of the, some of the things that she said. Um, she said that, yeah, that she basically says that you know she and cody are not i don't think she's seen him or spoken to him in at least a year you know they got into a big fight where um they were talking about andrew is it andrew jackson who was uh, he was a terrible president the trail of tears and the um you know the abuse of the native americans and and cody got mad at her and said uh, you're a terrible daughter. Um, how could you say Andrew Jackson was a bad president? What? Yeah. Why do you care how much about Andrew Jackson? Well, let me tell you something. Andrew Jackson is one of these MAGA symbols. Ugh. The MAGA people love Andrew Jackson because I guess... Because he rapes and pillages yeah, people. He was, and, a MAGA, and, he was a MAGA guy. And treats in his, people in his day. His land it was. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, second class citizens. and That's absolutely nuts. Um, well, yeah, and that sounds like, I mean, that's why we're talking about the Women's March and Cody getting yeah. mad about Janelle and Christine going to the co- the Women's March, right? It's because it's not because he cares about re- religious freedom or whatever. It's that he's a MAGA person. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, you know, that march goes right. It, the whole point it of the march. It was because of Trump. It was because yeah. of Trump, you know? Right. So anyway. Um, she said that the party for Isabel that they had... And- last season mm-hmm. her 18th birthday um she said that after that party that she and many other family members didn't see robin or her kids for years oh so because they're very far behind because remember like that season 17 was 2021 right 2021 so years how could it be years I don't know. Maybe she's kind of, well. She's young. She's young. It's she's years for her. Time, probably, it's probably seems, a couple of years is a long time for someone like who's twenty something. Exactly. Okay. I'm, years to me. We're talking decades. <laughs> okay. Um. She said that Robin doesn't trust Cody's other kids to be alone with her kids. That's crazy. And I guess that's why uh, Robin always had nannies. Yeah. Because remember, there was an episode where uh, Christine confronted her on the couch mm-hmm. and said, yeah, you know, why won't why do you have a nanny? Like why you don't trust me to, to mm-hmm. take care of your kids? You've never asked me to take care of your kids. And Robin's just like stunned. Yeah, but it's true. She she never 
obviously never which goes against the whole thing robin's whole thing has always been i wanted sister wives i wanted this you know she obviously you know her fantasy about these women on the porch yeah and being together and supporting each other so you you wanted the sister wives and you wanted this plural marriage but one of the the best benefit i think of the plural marriage the one that i think i would take is the fact that Janelle has been able to have a career and a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and most women have to pick. It's mm-hmm. really, you. there's no way to have six kids and a big career, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so Janelle has had that. And so I, I, don't, I don't understand Robin. It's a minute I try to understand her thinking, but it goes against everything that she's wanted. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants to be a polygamist because she thinks it's cool and this will and and she was she's been told that's the only way to get to the celestial kingdom but she doesn't but she wants things her way yeah yeah you know and yeah and remember when janelle said that you know because she knows the family finances and she said that there was plenty of money um to pay off the coyote pass Mm -hmm. properties but that it went for other things yeah and i I interpret that as, you know, Robin's staff, yeah. her nannies, yeah. her lifestyle. Well, yeah. And apparently Cody's even when lifestyle. she came, she came into this house, into the family in debt. Mm-hmm. She came into the family in debt. And they paid her debt off. Yeah. She didn't pay that debt off. She yeah. didn't have a job. Yeah. They paid it off. They paid it off. Uh, meaning Janelle. Right. Janelle's and, and paycheck. Paycheck paid that off. And probably Christine. Christine was working too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about the this money stuff in a second but i wanted to point out you know one other thing that always bothered me you know about this setup not just the financial abuse but there's like this kind of medical neglect Mm -hmm. that happens because okay first of all i remember some stories um okay first of all there's no way that all of these kids had health insurance all at the same time ever. You know what I mean? Because Janelle had that good job where she worked for the county. So she probably had some of the kids on her. She probably had all of her kids. She probably had all of her kids, but she can only put her kids. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Cody has ever had a job where he probably had medical benefits, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe he did, but he always... We, we, he caught, he was a salesman. I don't even know what that means. He sold those, the, the cantina. Well, the blah, blah, blah cantina sign. That's one sale in the history of his <laughs> career i mean i don't know how this guy was making money i think he was kind of a flim flam man mm-hmm. and i doubt he ever had like good or consistent or adequate health care and we don't know whose whose birth certificate he's on yeah okay i don't think any of these kids really had um health insurance or went to doctors mm. um Unless it was an absolute emergency. Well, they weren't vaccinated. They we weren't learned vaccinated. that. We learned that from um, Peyton. And this is again, this is part of the polygamy thing. Like why we need to protect children. Mm-hmm. Because so Maddie, I remember there was a story about her. Okay, first of all, Cody told this story at her wedding, strangely. But at eight months old, eight months old, she was below her birth rate weight. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? She had failure to thrive. Oh, she's eight like months. Eight That's months. insane. So at eight months, she's what? Seven pounds? Yeah. Unless Six she was pounds? a 20 pound baby. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't. That's frightening. That doesn't seem totally accurate. But even if it's 
marginally accurate, that's mm-hmm. concerning. Then at one point, her appendix burst. She had to have an I've emergency. Heard, I've heard about this. Appendectomy. Yeah. They had no insurance. Because I remember Janelle talking about, oh, God, we had to pay off that thing. And I'm thinking, yeah, I thought the same thing. It was right. like, oh, you must not have had insurance. If it's taking you dec- you know, years to pay off right. this bill. So they, I'm sure they didn't regularly go to doctors. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Isabel, remember, Cody didn't want Isabel to have surgery. I think that was totally financially yeah. based. Christine, she had no insurance. Christine had to go out. I heard she had to like crowdsource and do a GoFundMe because the, she got some insurance, but of course it was probably crappy insurance yeah. where she had to pay up front like $60,000 oh, to pay for the portion of the, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't covered. Yeah. Um, Gwen, well, and Truly, remember, Truly almost yes, died. Yes, yes, And that's the thing. She was alone with Cody. Cody's like, ah, she's fine. She doesn't need to go to the doctor. She's, you know, she's got a fever. She's got the flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't want to take her to the doctor. He yeah. didn't want to pay the bill. Um, Gwen, who, uh, she says she's autistic, but nobody ever noticed it, picked up on it again because mm-hmm. she wasn't being like yeah. seen by a pediatrician who would have picked up on it asked the parents questions maybe gotten her some help mm-hmm. if, no they just sort of labeled her because she looks so different she looks really different than the other kids i think i've always felt like she stood out a bit mm-hmm. and she was when you watch the old episodes she was quirky she was mm-hmm. different but that's how they saw her as quirky or different and it's and now, obviously, we can see, oh, okay, right? There's some, There yeah. was something else going on here that no yeah. one... I mean, God forbid if anyone's dyslexic or has a learning issue or, you know, or you're depressed or right. or anxious or you you have ADHD. I'm sure yeah. some of these kids are ADHD. Cody's way ADHD. Well, he and, runs yeah. around like a crazy person. Who knows what other problems they have. Yeah. Anyway, that... But you're, but you're that right. I mean, me. that's that whole thing because they in the book and all of this, they've always said... Because I, you know, we like Janelle and we like Christine, but they've always said that, you know, uh, this is the biggest issue that a lot of people have, which is, is it, is it fair for you to have all these children and bring all these children and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry. I, I don't think you, I don't think people should be having this many kids. I think, Mm -hmm. and here in the Bay Area, it's always so interesting because when you meet someone who has four or five kids around here, you're like, oh, you must be wealthy Mm -hmm. because you can pay for four or five kids to go to private school and, you know, all their sports, all their sports and and everything. And yeah, usually it's very wealthy people that are, Mm -hmm. and they're sending all their kids off to these great schools. But, you know, this is the problem is, is that there is a problem when, you know, you are one of four, one of five, one of six, like, it is a lot, you know, it is easy to get hidden. Like kids do need a certain amount of attention. I yeah. think there's some kids that don't need that amount of attention and they're good and they can kind of swing in, but in, in just sort of hide and, and they're fine. But if you're going to have six kids, eight kids, not all of them are going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, there's just, like I said, you cannot have time and attention for so many people. Yeah. It's just not possible. Yeah. And you know, when, Aspen and McKelty moved out into their own apartment. The thing that Christine was most concerned about was that she was losing her two biggest helpers. Yes, I remember that. I remember her talking about that. (laughs) And it was like, wow, you know, that's, um, yeah, that's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair to make your child 
work and do all this stuff. Well, you know what? It's so funny. The hunting, the Huffington Post just had an article coming out about about older, older, older children, the oldest children, and the burden that they have, and that a lot of firstborns are perfectionists, and there's a lot of issues there because you were you were with first time parents <laughs> who had never done this before, mm-hmm. alone with them, and then a lot of times older siblings you know, they have to take care of the younger siblings. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this dynamic still lives today. You do more than I do. You know, you deal with more of these partially because you're a lawyer and well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know some of these other things. It's personality too. Like, um, yeah, I don't know, but there is truth to that. Yeah. I mean, there is. And, and, um, and that, you know, younger siblings were just a bit more relaxed and, yeah. you know, because our parents were more relaxed because, things were different. And I have a a client who was talking about, um, you know, she's in this new relationship and she's having a hard time asking for what she needs. And we were talking about it. And she said, well, yeah, when I was growing up, I had a younger brother who got sick. And so my parents just had to put all the focus on him. Mm. You know, he's alive and well, but they Mm -hmm. had to do that. And she said, I just kind of felt like I had to be independent and not complain and not ask for anything and just take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And so again, at her parent, her parents didn't wake up and decide, okay, we're gonna have a second kid and really pay attention to him and not her. Mm-hmm. I think these circumstances of life happen. And when circumstances of life happens, it really, the older kid or the kid who does not have the problem, this happens in families too, where there's a drug addict or a, mm-hmm. someone with mental illness, everybody else, you know, gets sort of pushed to the mm-hmm. side. So no matter what I, you know, you in this family dynamic, I think there's probably fun parts of this and, you know, holidays and it's chaotic and crazy and busy and fun. But there's also this feeling of like, why can't you just make a bunch of really good friends and you all live on the same street and you Mm -hmm. all love and support each other, but have your own families? Like, can't we do this? Like, I understand this idea of community and and the best part about it is the fact that Janelle was able to work and have someone take care of her kids. But that doesn't seem like enough for what you lose and yeah. how tough it is and right. what you sacrifice right. along the way. It just doesn't seem like a it doesn't seem like a beneficial deal. Yeah. Definitely not for women, as always. So Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear from Aspen and Logan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think they're just, but, I, but again, I've said this many times, they lay lucked out with those kids because I don't think they would even complain about it. I really do think that, I think if you ask them, they would tell you, yeah, it was hard and yeah, it was this, but I, you know, I love my siblings and all yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I think they both have a really good attitude about it. I think, oh, we'll just wait until they get into therapy and some therapist. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. Neither one of them has children and yes. they both are got to be around 30. Yes. And they're both really good with kids. I mean, Aspen was yeah. such a loving, she wanted to be a teacher. She's yeah. like a little mini Christine. I, 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 it is surprising. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. Okay. So let's we'll see. Final thing here. I just, is the finances. Yeah. So I saw a uh, headline. I can't even remember where now, but it says something to the effect of, you know, that some of the sister wives, AKA Janelle and Christine, I'm sure are looking to lawyer up, Mm. you know, to see what they can do about the fact that um, they've been financially bamboozled. Yes. So, you know, we heard Janelle talk about how, you know, she gave, I can't remember if she said she gave all or half. half. She gave half and then Mary gave half of 
the proceeds from the sale of their Las Vegas homes to uh, purchase Cody and, well, Robin's house. And that uh, I don't know who gave the money for Christine's down payment. But anyway, Janelle basically was left with nothing. Yes. Mary, I think, is better off. I don't know if she has any of that money left from... But she's got property. She's she has got the, the inn. Inn. So and and maybe that's why she said, "Okay, take my take my money. Uh-huh. I'll do that." But why didn't Janelle get anything? I mean, what happened to the be- the proceeds of Robin's sale? So what, shouldn't the proceeds from Robin's sale and Mary's money be enough to get Robin a house? Well, I think they had to use that money for other things. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had moving expenses when they got to Flagstaff. They Remember, they were all. I haven't gotten. To, I haven't gotten to Flagstaff, okay. but I do know this story that Robin sold her house first. Christine could not sell her house for like a year. Right. Okay. When they got to Flagstaff, they were all in rentals except for Christine. Mm-hmm. Christine bought her place, mm-hmm. but then Robin was in a rental. Mary Janelle, and uh, and then Robin eventually bought her house. And of course, Janelle never bought a house. Mary has never bought a house in Flagstaff. She's been renting this whole time too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the thing. It was such a financial clusterfuck. Yeah. You know, when they moved, the houses didn't sell. They they really moved, you know, they missed the window for the good market. Um, you know, and they, they didn't make a, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I know how much they purchased. They all purchased their houses for, they, this was their budget, 140 mm-hmm. or Sorry, $445,000. That's really, and I, I know this was a while ago. That's really good <laughs> for that house. Those, Those were houses nice. were nice. Yeah. They were like four or five bedroom houses with all you, all new everything. I'm just saying those houses here would be a million and a half, maybe two. Oh yeah, more than that. Yeah, and it's a private cul-de-sac. Yes. They had a gate. Yes. They were the only people in there. They were so dumb to, I know. to sell that. I know. So anyway, like Robin's house, actually sold for the most it was 603,000 but that's only a $158,000 game closing costs and I, all yeah that. And I yeah. don't know how much they paid down they could have paid down a bunch of interest in that time but I mean excuse me principal in that time we don't know but knowing Cody they were probably interest only loans yeah I'm sure I, so I don't think they paid down much because they were principal. scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel to get those homes right. like scraping and the like like putting putting things together with like tape right and the reason why they probably had to move was probably because the interest only period was ending and they were going to have to make a either make a huge balloon payment or refinance everything Mm -hmm. anyway that's all speculation but the point is that they um it all of this was just so random they had no plan it was like okay it was just putting out fires Oh, okay. Well, Robin can't find a rental. She's going to have to buy this house. So we have to, you know, give her all this money to do it. Like it's an emergency, you know, and she had to have a certain kind of house with a certain number of bedrooms and all this. So anyway, Robin's house was purchased for 890,000 and they put, they had to put $225,000 down. So they had needed a big down payment, which is why they had to take all their money. And then literally like the next year, they took out a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home equity line of credit, and then on that house, on, on that Robin's house, house. Okay. I don't know how much of it they used, but then they refinanced. But then they took out another line of credit for one hundred and thirty thousand. So basically, as of about a year ago, 
they owed like 550,000. Hmm. So I don't we I don't know where all this other money went and the Coyote Pass um parcels they paid for two of them in full and then two of them have mortgages at least at the time for 170,000 each. And they've been paying they so they've been paying for this land. Yeah, Jesus they've Christ. been paying uh, a monthly payment, monthly payment month. on two lots. And also even the lots that are paid, off, you know, there's taxes, there's yeah. probably road fees. It's in a, it's in a subdivision. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some kind of fees, you know, mm-hmm. for that. You know, there's a lot of other expenses they have to um, worry about. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what Christine's situation is, but Janelle, you know, she could try to bring a lawsuit based upon some kind of an oral contract. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they said to each other, you know, oh, if you give us this money for Robin's down payment, you know, mm-hmm. we'll do this or you'll get this. I mean, there's a certain... There's got, there had to have been some discussion. Well, and also it sounds like what, because, because Cody, the way in which they think things through is so last minute and so crazy that I'm listening to this really interesting podcast called Queen of the Con. It's really good. Um, Queen of the Con. And this third season is about the socialite who scams people. And one of the things that she did is she would like, you know, she'd get a roommate and then you know, of course, scam the roommate. And then she like the roommate was telling her, telling the podcast host that this woman would come in in the middle of the night and like wake her up and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, I need you to sign this. Can you sign this? This is for this, this and this, like Mm. lying to her about what she was signing. And, you know, you're you don't know this person very well. You're getting woken up. You're half asleep. And you're like, oh, okay, this is what the form is. Okay, great. So what I wonder is, is if what happens is that he Cody comes to Janelle and Janelle says, no, 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 not going to happen. And then it's just like, but she needs the house. She needs to ask. Like he harangues right. her and like keeps, her. keeps pressuring her and putting her in this, this place where she finally is like, okay, fine. Just shut up about it. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure he made promises to her. Yeah, I'm sure She's he did. not. Yeah. So those oral promises are enforceable. I mean, if it was a, if it was an agreement that had to do with an interest in land, that has to be in writing. Like if they said, oh, well, we'll give you half ownership of this or mm-hmm. that, that would have to be in writing. But if it were just a straight oral agreement that, you know, give us this $100,000 and we'll pay you back. Yeah. That's legally enforceable. Yeah. Okay. Well, Janelle, if that's the truth, you yeah. should go for it. You know, and just all the, God, all of this, it's so pathetic. And it just, is. what were they thinking buying all this raw land has no utilities on it that you know how much money that would oh, cost yeah, to yeah. run utilities to all of yeah. those parcels and then cody wants to like you know re you know do uh redo the subdivision redo the lot lines and all i mean he, and he's just so in over his head and yeah there was someone online who was ex- who was a title expert who oh, was explaining okay. this and so uh they said that yeah, when you buy separate lots with separate loans, they need to merge the lots to do a lot line adjustment. And to do that, all lots have to be paid off because um, as long as um, the bank owns the property, you can't yeah. do anything with it. Um, and it's also harder to get a construction loan if you have a high balance because 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those lots that they owe 170 each aren't worth more than that. Yeah. So aye, God, aye, I aye. really, oh, Janelle, fight I really for it. Hope that she, but she's making a bunch of money from Plexus. Hopefully, she's you know bringing in a lot and she can buy her own place or something. But yeah, if if Cody did promise her that, then you know she definitely should yeah. go after him, and they can pull it out of Robin's house then. Yeah, or sell. That sell Robin's co- house or sell Coyote, sell those. Yeah, lots. I don't. I just don't know why they haven't even sold them yet, or maybe they have. Yeah, I don't know. Cody's, he's just stubborn and and oh, and to add insult to injury, um, you remember Janelle's? I think Janelle used an inheritance to help buy that Lehigh house. Oh, because remember there was something I don't. I think it was, was it in the book? Um. Yeah, I think this was in the book. They said that Janelle had, yeah, that Janelle had an inheritance. Anyway, Janelle always gets screwed. Yeah. She used her inheritance and just handed it over to these people. And then she cashed out her 401k when they had to move to Las Vegas. Yeah. And that's what really, that's one of the things about Mary that really irritates me is she has no, Mary has like no sense of, we're a family, we're in this together, and I only have one kid, and that maybe I need a two-bedroom house. I know. That maybe I can save them all some money, and I don't need the wet bar, and I don't need all this Six stuff. bedrooms. Yeah, and six bedrooms, and all of these things, just because you wanted to fill up those bedrooms, just because you <laughs> that's wanted a, all that's those That's an asinine argument. It is. It's so insane. And that's one of the things is I feel like there are these lines of what they there's what they say and what they do right mm-hmm. and then there's these lines of we're a family we do everything together and we support each other well not really you know oh we you know you know we're all happy to be here and and we don't get jealous like i don't get jealous or we don't have these feelings or we don't have that it's like no you do like all of these things that you're talking about that we're talking about is a problem it's a problem to have 18 kids mm-hmm. because you cannot communicate you know can't have hold these relationships with them it's a problem that um you know you're you, one of one of the people is 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 putting making all the money earning all the money and never able to have the same amount as everyone else mm-hmm. and so that really bothered me when i saw that of like mary like it was a rental house it wasn't even the permanent right vegas house it was a rental house it was something that they were supposed to be in for a year they found her a place. It was kind of blah. It was like two bedrooms or three bedrooms. It was kind of blah. And she didn't want it. She had to have the other one. Well, she did the same thing when they moved to Flagstaff. Of course she did. She had a ginormous house mm-hmm. for one person. Has a ginormous house. Yeah. I don't know. I guess she's still there. But yeah. But uh, it's like, but that's not being part of a family. No. That's not being part of a community. If it's, if it's everyone's in this for, together, then then yeah, then it should all feel very even in the end and not feel like one person is being screwed over. I don't know. I just know our parents are very mindful of that. I swear to God, probably a little too mindful of like making things feel fair, mm-hmm. making things feel even. If Brooke gets this, then Tess gets this, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I know that, God, mom thinks about it all the time. <laughs> Mom's very fascinated, you know? You know well, how she is. That's good. They don't want to, yeah. they don't want to cause any cause any problems yeah <laughs> but i'm just saying so it's like you're not there people do think about these yeah. things these aren't mindless things or things that people they no one ever thinks about like it's a standard thing to think about like how do i how does everyone feel equal in this relationship mm-hmm. so so 
it's but yeah, number of bedrooms, regardless of how many people live in the house, should not be a measure. Of- yeah, <laughs> and and I don't care how many kids you wanted. Like, yeah, I, I don't care if you wanted twenty kids. You're not. You don't need. You don't a get a bedroom. You don't mansion. get a twenty room mansion because you don't need it. And it seems like, and that's oh, this is the thing. Every time Janelle can save some money, make a smart business move, say to her kids, you two sleep together, you mm-hmm. know, she is doing that every step of the way to help the family, but no one else is doing that for her. That's what bugs me. Yeah. It's very unfair. Yes. All right. But anyway, that's, Ooh, that's that- a, got a lot of good info, Brooke. You're really off there on the TikTok. <laughs> I got to check out the toxicity. Yes. And- TikTok. TikTok? And Ben Brown, we need to support this guy. <laughs> yeah. I want to check him out. Maybe I'll we'll check out that psychologist talking. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll find him. He's <laughs> I, he's on TikTok too. I, I see his videos. I'll 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 find him and send you his name. I'm so, TikTok. My entire TikTok for you page is just nothing but sister wives because mm. that's all I watch. Yeah, and so it knows when I go on there. It's like okay, oh, sister wives. Sister now. wives. She's here. Just load them up, <laughs> and I just take this stuff in. And again, you know, except for the stuff I quoted from the brown children themselves, Mm -hmm. this is all allegedly. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I'm just repeating what was was on TikTok. You can go there and see it for yourself. We don't know who these people are behind the account, but I hope we find out soon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry, you started this one. You wrap it up. That's okay. (laughs) You made it this far. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you want to contact us, if you have any show ideas or any feedback about the Sister Wives stuff, we have a email address. It's psychlegalpoppodcast at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe. Yes, subscribers. And leave a uh, five-star rating and a review. And tell your friends. Yeah. Tell Tell all your friends, all your sister wives. wives. (laughs) Tell all your sister wives and your sister wife-loving friends. Yes. And uh, that we're here. Anything else? Um, buy my book, True You, a step-by-step guide to conquering a, your quarter-life crisis. Uh, go to my website if you're a 20-something or if you have a kid who's a 20-something. Um, check out my stuff because that's what I do. All right. All right. We will see you next time. All right. Bye. bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars from mom to grandma we have something to celebrate every mom in your life every mom deserves a Moonpig card Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.